Welcome to the Action Network Podcast, the number one show for the invested sports fan. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner! Four! You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. Hello and welcome back to the Action Network podcast, the golf edition. I'm your host, Peter Jennings, and as always, joined by Jason Sobel. And we've been excited for a couple of the podcasts so far this year. But Jason, this is definitively the most excited I've been for a golf tournament in a long, long time. We are both out here in L.A. You're actually at Riviera right now. How are you doing, man? I am great, Peter. I assume that you're just, uh, what, excited to see nine of the top ten in the world, excited for a really good golf course in Riviera, excited for some nice L.A. weather. I mean, there's no other reason for you to be excited this week, right? No, nothing at all. Nothing at all. Just enjoying the 70-degree sunshine here in L.A. and this invitational in the best field and uh, working on my golf game a little bit. So that's, Oh, are you, uh, that's are you playing this week? I actually am. I, yeah, well, funny you mention it. Playing, oh, playing tomorrow. Oh. Gonna see you too, bud. So we we should tell the audience we're taping this right now on Tuesday afternoon. By the time most of you are listening to this, Peter Jennings, my pod pars, will have teed off alongside Tiger Woods from that elevated first tee on the par five opener here at Riviera, which is one of the coolest sentences I've ever been able to say out loud. It's cool for me. It's got to be a million times cooler for you, Peter. Uh, How excited, how nervous, how anxious are you to play with Tiger? Yeah, surreal that you're saying that. Um, Actually going to the pairings dinner later tonight. Easily the most excited and anxious I've ever been for a golf round. Uh, I've played Riviera a couple times. That tee shot is already just one of the most nerve-wracking shots. You have a a tight piece of land. You have people right on top of you. Luckily, you can hit it basically anywhere but left. So that, that part's nice. But yeah, I'm really excited. It should be a lot of fun, and uh, it's my first pro-am. So it should be a good time, and hopefully we'll get some little insights. Uh, excited to see how well Tiger plays. I think that's obviously the huge story. This is uh, his tournament, the, their foundation, Tiger Foundation, hosting it. So uh, it's really turned into a huge deal, and I'm really excited for it. I, I think it's going to be a, a really great tournament, and yeah, I've never been more nervous for a round. Real quickly, last week... I don't, I mean, this is all we're going to say about last week. Congrats to Nick Taylor. I thought the Pro-Am was awesome. Congrats to Kevin Streelman and Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, the, the, the second time they've won it. And Larry's so, a legit eight or nine. So I hate people are giving them crap. He That's a totally legit thing. Streelman balled out again, made the most birdies in the field. And Phil Mickelson actually showed up again and played well. So what were your thoughts on last week? And, and how are you prepping for this week, Jason? I, come on. My thoughts on last week. I, I still want to talk about you and this program a little bit. First of all, I fully expect by the end of the round, Tiger to be invested in everything Jennings. I think he's going to be into everything that you're into. I want you to talk his ear off throughout that entire round. He, he's seen Riviera enough. He doesn't need to figure out how to play this golf course. I want you in his ear the entire round. And secondly, a little piece of advice. And I haven't played with Tiger before, but I have played with uh, a handful of other PGA Tour pros, uh, and not in pro-ams, but just kind of in uh, regular rounds. And the one thing I can tell you, Peter, is that Tiger has played with the absolute best players in the world, and he's played with some of the absolute worst players in the world. You will be somewhere in the middle of that range, so just don't worry about it. Just go out there and have fun. I will tell you that Tiger cares less about how you play than anybody else will. Everyone else can be asking you your score. What'd you do on number 10? Did you go for it? Did you lay up? 
Tiger might not even look at you while you hit one of your shots. He's he's off like the you know chipping eight balls uh, into a different quadrant of the green the, than where the hole is cut. He's off you know talking to his his agent, his caddy. He's doing other things, so he is not paying attention. So uh, try not to be too nervous, too anxious, anything like that. That's great advice. I, I'm going to try my hardest. Uh, no promises, but uh, yeah, I once 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 you're out there and walking around, it's going to be a lot of fun and. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. So I'm excited. Thanks for the advice. Any any other uh, final words of wisdom before we dive into uh, the Genesis? Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I want you to talk his ear off. I, you need stories. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And when you're telling the story of playing with Tiger Woods 20, 30, 40 years from now, you need, first of all, stories that you can tell on a podcast like this. Secondly, you need stories that you can tell uh, in the grill room at your uh, local club when uh, you got the guys together and, and you want to tell some good stories that can't be told elsewhere. I remember, uh, and, and you've probably seen it because they still run it, but the Arnold Palmer Sports Center commercial where he's actually making an Arnold Palmer in the cafeteria at ESPN. Uh, that day, I picked him up from the airport. He flew his own Cessna plane, uh, landed in Hartford. I picked him up at the airport, drove him over to uh, ESPN headquarters, spent roughly 10 to 12 hours, like not more than five feet away from him the entire time. And uh, I have some stories that can be told and some stories that can only be told in exclusive company. But it, it, I will say that you need to get yourself some stories. So the whole story of playing with Tiger isn't just, yeah, it was awesome. He teed off and then I teed off. And then we walked down the same exact fairway. And then afterwards I shook his hand. And I got a picture with him. You, you need to get some better stories than that. So uh, like I said, don't worry about the golf, worry about talking to him, worry about, getting in his ear and and just basically try to be friends with the guy. All right. I like it. I know uh, I, I've had a couple of fun interactions with Tiger. My, my best story was in 2015, where definitively the luckiest moment of my life was uh, getting a seat next to Tiger and Mark Cuban, which led to Mark Cuban investing in fantasy labs. And uh, we all had a bunch of fun. And Tiger does think uh, that he would be really good at playing DFS golf. So maybe we'll uh, obviously he's going to pick himself to win, but It'll be interesting to hear who else he thinks uh, is going to play this well, play well this week. So I will absolutely try to get some stories, Jason. That's great advice. And uh, yeah, I think the best thing you can do is just have fun and not focus on the golf, like you said. So yeah, absolutely. With that, have a blast. You, you brought in some good pieces on Tiger. This is obviously a big week here in LA. The Kobe stuff is still fresh. Um, I hope that Tiger wears a purple shirt at some point um, throughout this tournament. But there's other Kobe things going on. We were talking a little pre-pod. You have a lot of good stories. What can you tell us from being on the grounds here at Riviera? So first of all, yes, I wrote in my preview that I hope Tiger, first of all, gets into contention, shows up Sunday with a purple shirt on, not red. By the way, if anyone from Nike headquarters is listening right now and you haven't had this idea yet, what are you doing? Get get Tiger on board. He's got to show up with a purple shirt. The place would go absolutely bonkers if he did it, especially if he was in contention. Then all he's got to do is get out into contention, go go shoot a 60 like, like Kobe did in his last game, as you reminded me a couple of pods ago. And uh, they roll in a 24-footer on the last hole. You know, Kobe's uh, last uniform number. I, I just think that would – Something would be really cool. There's some kind of more homage uh, to Kobe than just, hey, talking about him throughout the week. In fact, uh, just a little bit ago, about an hour ago, I ran into Rory McIlroy at the Chipping Green. There's nobody else around and walked over and just said, hi, we're talking a little bit. I looked down at his clubs and he has Kobe inspired head covers, I believe, on his driver three wood and his putter cover 
are all purple and gold with Kobe on them and Kobe's uniform numbers, which I, I think is awesome. I don't think he's going to be the only one that has that kind of stuff this week, but uh, some really cool memories of Kobe this week. And uh, we talk about Tiger being inspired, but quite frankly, there are a lot of guys who are going to be inspired uh, based on uh, that news this week and based on the crowds, uh, you know, yelling, do it for Mamba like they were at uh, Torrey Pines when Tiger said he, he didn't even know what they were talking about yet. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of cool stuff. I uh, saw Harold Barner uh, tweet out some some Jays that he had that are Kobe-inspired. Just so much uh, homage to, to Kobe here in L.A., which should be really cool. And um, obviously, uh, you know, I, I, I want to see Tiger do something. It's awesome that Rory has that. And I think the city's going to rally around this tournament. Um, and as a golf fan, I mean, this is as good of a tournament we've had all year by a long shot. We have nine of the top ten players. Uh, it's just an absolutely stacked field. And I think it's a tournament that sets up really well for DFS, too. There's some really gettable holes. You know, talk about number one, if you're not making birdie as a pro, uh, you're giving strokes to the field. You got 10, which is a huge risk-reward hole. Um, there's going to be a lot of birdies, and there's a lot of tough holes out there, too. So um, I think it's going to be really interesting uh, from a, a DFS perspective. From a betting perspective, I'm all in on Rory. Um, and, and obviously, I got to be in on my guy Tiger Woods, too, uh, this week, but Right now, I'm looking at Rory uh, as easily the favorite, and I think Rory uh, is in position to play just incredible golf. I think this course suits him extremely well. Uh, at the top, I mean, we have everyone. We got Rory, Rom, JT, DJ, Xander, Cantlay, Tiger, Hideki, Brooks, Finau, Scott. Who, who do you see value in this week at the top of the board? I very, very rarely, first of all, pick Tiger to win golf tournaments, and Secondly, find value in Tiger. That's even more rare. But um, I'm doing each of those this week. Tiger, in some books, is as high as 20 to 1, anywhere from 16 to 1 to 20 to 1 as we speak right now. And I think 20 to 1 is a good number for him. I know there's no real law of averages. I know the law of averages is just a myth. It's not something that actually exists statistically. That said, it just feels like there's time for Tiger. It just feels like after all these years, he's been playing this golf tournament since he was 16 years old. This is a, his original hometown event. And then if you want to look at it from a technical standpoint, this is a place where, you, first of all, you've got to hit it a long way. Tiger still hits it a long way. Uh, you're going to have to hit your long irons, mid irons really well. Tiger does that as well, if not better than anybody else in the field this week. And the third part is it, it plays better to guys who hit a fade and Tiger obviously fades the ball more than Rory does. Rory really hits a draw. Sometimes that draw is dead straight, which dead straight also works around here and every other golf course in the world as well. But um, it, it's not that I would write off Rory or, quite frankly, JT or John Rahm or any other of these top players, but I just got a certain feeling. It just feels like, man, this would be a, a really idealistic kind of finish if Tiger honoring Kobe wins his hometown event for number 83, just everything coming together, wrapped in a neat little bow on Sunday afternoon. I, I Again, I, I like Tiger a lot this weekend, and I don't say that as often as a lot of other people do. You know, in general, it's very hard to find value in Tiger just because he's such a, a crowd favorite and the public loves to pile on. And given that we have a stacked field, I think there is more value in Tiger than there has been other weeks. And uh, I'm totally with you there. I think he's uh, a really strong play. And I like the the fade comment. Yeah, there's a lot of holes that really set up well uh, for righties to hit cuts, and uh, I think that suits Tiger, and I also think that suits John Rahm really well. So I, I would say Rory, Rahm, and Tiger are my three favorites. And 
historically, I haven't played as much Xander in DFS, which has kind of burned me. And uh, he's starting to move up quite a bit in my model. So excited to see Xander. It should be really fun at the top of the range. One Xander point real quick. I spoke with Jeff Sherman, the VP of Risk Management at Superbook USA earlier today. He said their biggest ticket, they've got the most tickets so far on Tiger, which is no surprise. That's pretty common whenever he's playing. But the biggest ticket so far, this is as of midday on Tuesday, was on Xander Shoffley at $1,000 at 20 to 1. So uh, at least somebody out there is very confident in Xander this week. I, I like him too. I, Xander play, tends to play his best golf in smaller fields. This isn't exactly a... 30-man field like the Tour Championship, but uh, it's an invitational. It's a limit, I think, 122, 124 players in this field. So uh, I like Xander also this week. Uh, maybe not $1,000 much, but I, I do like him. Yeah, I think he's a really, really strong play. And, uh, you know, he's right now currently like right there uh, with Tiger and Cantlay. I have him just kind of in that same same range. Moving down, we have a really compelling second tier. I mean, you got Bubba Watson, who's just absolutely destroyed this course and starting to play great golf. You got Jason Day, who actually played well last week, uh, which is classic. He, he's obviously battling some similar health issues, but still playing well. Tony Finau coming off uh, second place. Deki Matsuyama, Adam Scott, Justin Rose, uh, Colin Morikawa. Sungjae Im, who I think is a really strong play this week. Paul Casey, uh, you know, Mark Leishman. Uh, there's a ton of really compelling guys that, you know, in other tournaments this year so far would be right there as, you know, one of the favorites. But given the strength of the field, these are kind of the second tier golfers. Uh, where are you looking for value potentially in matchups or outrights with the second tier? Yeah, I mean, it depends kind of how deep we want to go with calling the second tier the second tier. But uh, a couple of those names that you mentioned, Colin Morikawa, I really like a lot. It's hard not to like this kid. He had three top 25 finishes in his last three starts, and yet, in each one of them, it looked kind of like he ran out of gas, like he was a little tired, took last week off. Uh, I expect him to come back with a full tank this week, and I, I think he's going to play some really strong golf. Tee to green, he, he is so mature in his golf game right now that um, it's really hard to go against Colin Morikawa, even in a field this strong. So I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. One guy I really like this week, and he's been playing great golf for – Top eight finishes in his last six worldwide starts. Abraham answer. Uh, I'm telling you, Peter, this guy is going to win at some point soon. And I wouldn't be surprised if he wins something pretty good. That it's not just picking off a John Deere classic. No offense to them. But uh, I think Abraham answer can go out there and win a good tournament. Joaquin Neiman is a guy who I watch on the range. I don't know how he swings. He, he almost gets like his back is parallel to the ground. I have a picture uh, of him in the column that you can find on Action Network and the Action Network app right now. And uh, I don't know how he swings like that. It hurts my back to watch him swing, but I like him as well. And then uh, you mentioned Bubba. Uh, it's hard not to mention Bubba. He wins here every even-numbered year. This is indeed an even-numbered year, so we should like Bubba. And he's been playing well as well, so uh, it's hard to go against him. Yeah, though you stole my guy with answer. Uh, he, right now for me, is is one of the top ranked guys, a guy that I'm going to have uh, for sure a ton of exposure to in DFS. I mean, I have him right there, you know, in that Paul Casey, Sung JM, Bubba Watson range. Um, I think he's easily, like, I, I prefer him heads up for sure over someone like Jordan Spieth, uh, Jason Kokrak, Matt Kuchar. So I'm, I'm with you on answer. Played really well. Uh, down in Palm Springs at the American Express. Uh, had a good finish in, in the Saudi International, uh, over on the Euro Tour. 
he's just a really good player. And I think someone that we're going to see a lot more of uh, this year. So I'm with you on answer. He's one of my favorite plays. He's only 8,200 on DraftKings. Uh, going to be one of the staple plays for me. Uh, and then, you know, I think Bubba is going to be really chalky, actually, in DFS potentially. So yeah, I might definitely. be able to find a fade there, but maybe get some exposure to him in betting matchups. And the, the interesting thing, you know, Bubba's matched up against Brooks Kepka, And that's, how, you know, you can get, uh, in some places, you can get, um, you know, Brooks Kepka, you know, minus 115, minus 120, and just a little bit of plus money on Bubba. So there's a lot of different matchups out there. And the one thing I'd advocate that I always do that's really important this week is if you shop around, you can find some discrepancies on prices uh, between books. So uh, there's a lot of matchups because we have so many big names in the field. And uh, Bubba's matched up with guys like Brooks Kepka, and then he's also matched up in some places. Uh, you know, with other guys, I've seen a Tiger matchup, Phil Mickelson, where he's a huge favorite, obviously, but there's a lot of different matchups available. So shop for the best price. Kepka could be one of those guys is like the card killer this week. I, I won't have any exposure to Kepka, but it's hard to not like him. I mean, the odds are actually pretty high. He's, he's higher odds than Tiger and Xander. I believe he's 22, 24 to one, depending on the book. And uh, that's a really good number for Brooks Kepka. And if you're staying away from him, that's the one guy you might look at and say, man, I, I, I'm so stupid. Four or five days from now, we may all look back here and say, how do we not take the guy that was just the number one player in the world and, and, and not take him at a number that was so high? And here's one little nugget. I saw Justin Ray, researcher extraordinaire, put on Twitter the other day. The last time Brooks Kepka lost the number one ranking, he won the next week at the PGA Championship, just to keep in mind. And Brooks is the toughest guy to project, um, you know, because just the way he plays, uh, you know, he just peaks at these majors and it's, it's been an incredible stretch. And then in these other events, he just hasn't played as well. So, you know, if you start aggregating that, it, it's a little bit tougher. Uh, I do think he's interesting. I have him with more win equities than I do relative to some other guys around him, but I also have him more likely to like miss the cut or finish lower uh, compared to some other guys. So for example, I, you know, I think Matsuyama, you know, has got, 5% more cut equity. Uh, I expect him to finish a little bit higher than Brooks, but I also have Brooks uh, with a better straight up to win odds price. So sure. I think Brooks is a lot of risk reward. When we dive into the, you know, the next tier of guys and all the way to the bottom, I think there's some other really compelling players. Cameron Champ is the one guy I'm going to mention first. We've talked a lot about him on this podcast. I think this is a really good course for him. Uh, what are your thoughts on Cameron Champ and this bottom tier? Yeah, that I believe was 79 on Sunday, 78, 79 at Pebble Beach. It's kind of getting me a little uh, a little freaked out just by the fact that he mm-hmm. didn't play well when he was in contention or in sort of, you know, at least near contention going into Sunday. So um, I, I've jumped off just a little bit from the Cameron Champ bandwagon, but I've been driving that thing for a couple of months now, so I, I won't be fully off whatsoever. One name that I'm looking at from lower down the board, both DFS, like top 10, top 20 type bets, is Dylan Fratelli. This guy is a lot better than people tend to uh, realize. Won the John Deere Classic last year. And Jordan Spieth will get a lot of talk this week for sort of leading that Texas Longhorn team back in 2012 to a victory over Justin Thomas in Alabama. Well, the clinching putt was a 30-footer on the final hole that was holed by Dylan Fratelli. He's got a lot of history here, played well here in his first Genesis start a year ago, a couple 68s and a couple 72s in between them. So uh, I I think Fratelli is a guy that has been trending in the right direction. I expect him to have a really nice year, and it could get going this week. 
I like that call. Uh, Fratelli is someone who's almost always low-owned. And that's the thing about this field. We have so many stacked guys. When you get on DraftKings, there's a ton of value uh, kind of in the 7K range that I think you can take advantage of. Scotty Scheffler, 7,400. Uh, he's way up there for me. Nick Taylor, I know he just won. And in general, in DFS, people aren't actually taking the previous week's winner. Uh, he's really, really cheap at only 7,200. You got Jason Kokrak at 7,100, who I mentioned before. Matt Wolf at 7,100. So there's a pretty easy path to building some stars and scrub type lineups. And uh, that's certainly something that I'm going to be looking to do. Fratelli is, you know, 6,700. So that fits uh, a lot of these lineups as well. I'll give you one more name. You're not going to like it, Peter. Let's hear it. Your boy, Keegan Bradley. Freaking Keegan just totally boned me on the weekend. I'm getting better at every aspect of my game. My game. I go out and hit it this way, that it's it's just not going to come off strong. I hate fucking Keegan Bradley. Told me just a little bit ago on the range that this is his favorite golf course in the world. He was runner-up here, lost the playoff in 2012. A couple of years after that, finished in a share of fourth place. He's uh, got some strong finishes. And quite frankly, if you're looking for an outright that's outside of kind of these top 10 guys, that's, you know, hey, give me someone a little bit off the board. Keegan at 100 to 1, oh, by the way, has been known to beat some really good fields. He did it a couple of years ago at the BMW he did it, of course, at the PGA Championship in his rookie season. Uh, don't be surprised if Keegan goes on a little run. I saw him hitting just bombs on the range. Uh, again, he's a guy that hits it right to left. Probably prefer players hit it left to right, but I will always bank on a guy who says, I'm playing my favorite course in the world in competition this week. I, I like the fact that he loves Riviera this much. I love Keegan. And that's one thing. I mean, obviously, people are going to look at total driving and I think, uh, you know, from playing the course and just uh, the way it sets up, I do think you want to target some guys who can hit nice cuts. That's a really nice feather in the cap for a couple of players. You mentioned Tiger. We talked about Colin Moore Cowell, who hits pretty much exclusively a cut. John Rahm, I think it sets up really well for him. So I'm with you. And Keegan T.A. Green is as strong of a player as basically anyone in the field. I mean, really, um, you know, when he's putt, if he can putt well, uh, he's, he's always right there. So I like the Keegan call. I think this is a really good course for him. And obviously, he says it's his favorite course. I love that. My favorite bet on the week right now, I found Abraham answer at plus 1300 for a top five. That is hands down my, my top bet. I'm happy that you're on Abraham answer as well. Jason, uh, what is your favorite bet out there right now? I think I'd go with Fratelli top 20, which last I saw it, I think it was plus 700 plus 750 right about there. I, he finished 28th last year. and It was his first time playing this tournament as a professional. So, um, I, I think he's got some, like I said, history here, loves this golf course. He's a much better player than I think people realize, and people start seeing that pretty soon. But for Telly, for a top 20, with only 120 players or so in the field, really, he has to finish in the top, what, 16% of the field to cash that bet. I, I like that number a lot. Yeah, it's a great number for, for Telly, and I think that's a really sharp call. And he's going to be a really nice DFS play at that price. I think it opens up a, a lot of different ways that you can go. So. With that, Jason, we have to make a DraftKings lineup. This is our week. We're both here. We need a six to six. We need a, a strong tournament team. I will start it off, and I'm going to start this one off with your pro-am partner. All right. A guy by the name of Tiger Woods. I, I just think that it's time. And, and honestly, with a field this strong, with people looking at course history and saying, well, Tiger's never won here. If I'm going to take Tiger, I take him at the Masters. I take him at Bay Hill. Take him at the Memorial. I don't know if I want to take him, though, in L.A. 
maybe his ownership isn't as high as it normally is. Maybe we look at a 12 to 15% ownership instead of a 25% ownership for Tiger this week, which I, I'd be uh, in favor of uh, because I am going to be loading up on Tiger. Yeah, I, I do think Tiger is actually going to come in, uh, especially in higher stakes, lower owned than he normally is, given that he's the fourth uh, highest priced golfer. And I think a lot of people are going to want to get up to Rom and Rory, who uh, are going to show that, you know, the best like relative odds. Rory in particular, I just think is, is a really strong play um, as well. But I love the Tiger angle and we're making a tournament team. Uh, we got it. We got a back Tiger here. So I love that call. 10-4. I'm going to spend a little bit of money as well, uh, who I think is one of the best plays in the field. Just mentioned him as my favorite bet. Uh, you talked him up. Abraham Answer, I think, is just wildly underrated. One of the top golfers in the world for me. And at 8,200, I think that's a really uh, enticing price tag. Well, if we're going with favorite plays, then I'm not going to repeat myself too much here. But uh, Dylan Fratelli at 6,700. If I if I like him for a top 20, then I absolutely like him for a DFS play, uh, for a potentially low-owned and certainly low-priced play at the uh, bottom of the lineup, 6,700 on DraftKings. Perfect. You're just letting me spend some more money uh, yeah. in that same range. I love these three guys, I think, are three of the best values on the board. And I think you can make really balanced lineups or you can – go a little bit of stars and scrubs with a couple of these guys. But since you just put Fratelli in, in our lineup, we can afford to go Colin Morikawa, 8,100. Uh, I think Morikawa, Answer, and Sung J M, 8K, 81, 8,200 are three of the overall strongest plays here in the field. And I love that Morikawa hits that fade, which uh, sets up really well with Riviera. He was going to be my next play. So perfect. We're, we are I think in, I'm in favor of that. We're definitely on the same page, which isn't always a good thing, but uh, hopefully it will be this week. I, I'm going to leave some more money on the board for you. I think this guy is incredibly undervalued in DraftKings at 7,300. Joaquin Neiman. Uh, I was watching oh, him swing on the range. He, he just, uh, this kid hits the ball so well. He's the most flexible player in the game right now, which doesn't necessarily mean he's going to go out and play well this week, this week, but he loves playing tree line golf courses, loves playing old school uh, tight courses yeah. with small greens. That's Riviera. Uh, I think this should equate to a really good result for him this week. Perfect. Well, that leaves us at 9,300. And Xander Shockley, I think, will be chalky, but I think we have some guys that aren't going to be as chalky specifically for Telly. I'm not sure how high owned answer is going to be. I think Tiger might come in under owned relative to normal. So I'm going to go with Xander at 9,200, leaving us 100 on the table. And this lineup, I mean, that's the fun thing about DFS this week. Uh, you can just build some absolute star-studded teams. We have Tiger Woods at 10-4, Xander Shoffley at 9,200, Abraham Answer at 8,200, Colin Morikawa at 8,100, Joachim Neiman at 7,300, and Dylan Fratelli at 6,700, which uh, that team is just absolutely stacked. I I will be surprised if this team doesn't do something special. uh, I really, really like this lineup. I I will say that uh, anyone listening, I I guess we're just going to cut a whole lot of tournament pots because uh, if people listening hear how much we like this one, they jump on as well. Maybe differentiate. Everyone differentiate just a little bit. So we all take a little different portion of that. But uh, I think this is a very strong six-man lineup right here. Yeah, I, I love the team. And over on DraftKings, I mean, there's a $20 tournament with 800K total in prizes, 200K to first. Uh, they have a $100 tournament with 100,000 to first. Uh, they obviously have the higher stakes stuff, which looks really good. They have a nice drive to green at five bucks. So there's a lot of really compelling tournaments over on DraftKings this week and uh, should be a lot of fun to fire up over there. And obviously we have our, our best bets. So um, yeah, I'm excited. Going to see you tomorrow, Jason. Hopefully the uh, Pro-Am goes well and hopefully uh, we have some good bets and that, that team plays well. Uh, and, your and final thoughts course, on Riv. 
Yeah, the coolest thing about this is that I can announce right now uh, next week's podcast guest, Tiger Woods, because I assume that during the program you're going to pitch him on coming on the pod, giving us half an hour next week. And um, I, I assume he's going to say yes after you guys become BFFs during the program round. So we might as well start promoting it right now. So Tiger Woods uh, will, I assume, be on the pod if Peter does his job during the program round. No, no, no pressure on my end. <laughs> yeah, that's the first question that I should ask him. Right? Hey, Tiger, Tiger, we're playing. You be coming on the podcast next week? Hey, Tiger, That'll I have be- a pod, just like everyone else in the world. I have a podcast. You want to come on my podcast? I'm, I'm sure that's been his dream, and he's hoping that I ask him to, to come on this podcast. So, yes, next week we will have Tiger on the pod. Um, <laughs> hopefully, it's a lot of fun. Hopefully, Tiger wins. That's that. That'll be the the cherry on top here, especially with this one. I hope Tiger takes this thing down. So. Jason, get some final words in here, and uh, we'll get out of here. I, I can't wait. This is going to be such a fun week. Uh, uh, the only bad part about being in L.A. is the traffic, but if we get a bumper-to-bumper leaderboard, I'm all about it. I think this could be a really, really good one for a lot of different reasons. All right, Jason. Fun times, as always. Make sure you guys download and listen from Spotify. And, of course, good luck sweating the Genesis Invitational this week at Riviera Country Club. We're finished talking.